Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to, and I've been watching them. We've been talking about <laughs> them for 200 episodes. I can't 200. believe it. 200. That is wild. 200 episodes, you guys. I'm so proud of us. I know. It's really, really crazy, and it's also kind of, we've done more than 200, because we've done bonus episodes as well, so mm-hmm. the <laughs> the, the, exact, the exact number can never be known. Mm-hmm. But it can never be known. But there's two hundred. It can never the, be known. Two hundred on the main feed, and that's the only um, thing we track. So that's what we're celebrating. Woo! That's what matters. <laughs> also, it's almost four years to the day since the first time we recorded. Can you believe that? Can you guys believe? I'm sorry, I keep saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we've been doing this fucking weekly for, for almost four, four years. years. Yeah. Does it feel like it's been? Shorter or longer? uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like it's been shorter or longer than four years to you guys. Because kind of both, right? Because time is crazy. Time is crazy. I think it's both because time is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So much has happened in that time. We lived through a pandemic. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a baby. I'm going to have another baby. I I moved to New York. I definitely feel four years older. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've grown since uh I've grown since the first time since our first I've episode. Grown. I've actually I, I've probably had my my not biggest growth spurt. That's not what I mean. <laughs> my biggest mental mental, mental growth, spurt. growth spurt. Yep. Mm, that's I interesting. I think I've had my biggest mental growth spurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've had my biggest mental growth spurt too. Oh my god. Wow. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> Horror movies <laughs> help you tied. grow. Horror movies help you grow psychologically, emotionally. And like a weekly date with your friends is really good Highly for the health. Highly recommend. Like we have, I I have more, like you guys and Joel are like the mm-hmm. only people I have such frequency with. Mm-hmm. Such like Regular. intentional, yeah, like just a given part of my daily life it's so nice and also we should mention we're in person right now Ooh, oh, we, should it. we should mention we're in person let's set the scene we're at emily's house there are cats yeah we've got sauntering now, around yeah last time we recorded at well i mean the first episode there was just one cat now there are now four. many it's, they've quadrupled for every year for every year the amount of cats, cats has quadrupled <laughs> we gotta stop the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um yes we are in my home 
in sunny Los Angeles. In the sunny sun Los is Angeles. streaming through the windows. It's a beautiful July afternoon. Mm-hmm. It sure is. I mm-hmm. am hungover. Emily's <laughs> lying on the ground. Lying on the ground. And you know, I love that I am in a space where I get to do that. Hell yeah. You know? Me too. We're sipping on some pineapple seltzer. Life couldn't be better. Life couldn't be better. This is, dream. this is it. This is the life we've created for ourselves. <laughs> and what a treat. What it a really treat. Is. It really is a treat. It's fucking very cool. And I'm very excited about what we have planned mm-hmm. for this special episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was Sammy's idea. And it was a really good one, which is not surprising. We are revisiting our very first episode, our very first movie, Midsommar. Well, yeah. Why not take it back to the beginning, back to our humble roots? Exactly. <laughs> Take it back to that day sitting around with just no professional microphone. Absolutely not. Sounds like We were like having Bloody Marys. Do you remember? Oh, yum. I was drinking a Bloody Mary. Jenna was there. Jenna was present. She silent was Jenna. Silent. Um, and we had no idea what the hell we were doing. But I was listening back just now um, in the Uber over here. And I was surprised to feel like it was very similar that like a similar structure to what we we've stuck with a similar thing. You know, you open by saying, I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. You start yeah. by saying that came right out the gate with a with you a just winner. knew that's just the truth, baby. Always win with the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Your instincts were right. They're spot on. Um, and yeah, that's the structure of it. And Sam, you did such a good job recapping it with your first recap. Thank you. It was hard to listen to from Not, an audio perspective. Um, it, it wasn't so bad. I think I in my head thought it was going to be worse just because it. Yeah, we really were making things up as we went. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a lot of care, we really like, yeah, you know, thought about it and we wanted it to work. <laughs> we wanted it to work and it's baby it's working it is working <laughs> <laughs> baby we did it <laughs> and we were having fun that's all we that matters we were having fun that's all that matters you guys you're having yeah, fun that's true <laughs> that's true but the the biggest difference between that episode and this episode is that now emily and henley have watched Mm-hmm. Midsommar. We have mm-hmm. all three seen it now. Even though at the end of that episode, both of you said you would never watch it. You said we never would. Also in that episode, you said that you are like 50% on board yeah. this scary movie, no, which that is the, just really that wild. That was a um, surprising... Yeah, I mean... It this, didn't used to be a big horror head until we made EB1. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, four years of watching a horror movie a week will do that to you. It will. So will... Here, four years of hearing about it every week. Yeah, um, we I was both, ready. I yeah. was ready to watch this film. You were excited. I feel like you were looking forward to watching. I was it. really looking forward to it. And um, spoiler alert: I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it too. I've seen it twice. <gasps> this was my fourth viewing. Wow. My it's first viewing so was good. the director's cut, and I did not yes. rewatch the director's cut. Oh, I. But. Oh, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, it's a half hour longer. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to know what's extra in there. Um, 
We can talk about it when we get to the recap, maybe. Yeah, I think there's one big scene that was cut out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can talk about it. Um, But before we get into the movie, usually we ask if anything scary happened to us this week. But I thought in the spirit of reflecting on our (laughs) journey. I love to reflect. Mm, Who doesn't? (laughs) Um, I thought we should ask ourselves, what has been the scariest part of doing this podcast? We should ask that. We should ask that. It's such a good question. It's such a good question. And, you know, we've never talked about it actually even as a group. So this is fun to talk about it for the first time. (laughs) Just live. (laughs) Um, I think there are a lot of things for me. In the beginning, it was pretty terrifying to hear myself at all recorded. I didn't enjoy that experience. And also to learn about myself I feel like because I'm a really active listener in my day-to-day life, I think of myself as also being someone who speaks a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And mm. doing this podcast has made me realize like, oh no, I don't need I don't really talk that much. <laughs> <laughs> and talking is harder and scarier than than I thought. Exactly. Yeah. Way harder, way scarier. Makes makes me appreciate all the podcasts I do listen to so much more for just like how challenging it can be and um podcasters are the true heroes podcasters I'm always saying that it's not nurses it's It's not 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 is nurses (laughs) not (laughs) nurses and not teachers get the fuck out of here it's podcasters (laughs) like what they said in bodies 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 you have to make a google cal yeah we've got a google sheets dog (laughs) Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff it's a lot of work you Uh, guys so just the own like the the facing yourself is scary so that in and of itself was number one for me but then number two scary thing is having sometimes we have guests on who i'm intimidated by Mm. and that can be nerve-wracking beforehand just feeling like nervous to talk to yeah someone new it is kind of wild to just all of a sudden jump in with like a complete stranger stranger and some of those strangers have now become friends (laughs) (laughs) that's true and that's what that's what podcasting is all about it's about the friends we made about the the way (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it's our final episode too no No. we're keeping going forever we're gonna do it till we die you guys um sammy and i talked about it earlier emily were you there um again not to reference another podcast but um ride Benito Skinner, Mary Beth Brown. They were just talking about how they realized they were like, mm, think about a podcast, you just do it till you die. And um <laughs> I think that's just the truth, that you guys. That's just the truth. Yeah. What about so what about you guys? Um I oh <laughs> I just made I just made Birdie Meow. Maybe you just heard Birdie Meow, everybody. That's Birdie. Mm. She meows every time you touch her. <laughs> um I think it's not talking. I love to talk. I do it a lot. Um, I, for me, it, it's like just putting something out there and not having any say over how it's received. Right. Like yeah. it's so, it's such an unbelievable gift and like privilege to be able to do this and have people listen and like it. Even that though is like, it's, you know, the second we put it out, it's out of our hands and like mm-hmm. our opinions and voices and thoughts are just like, which we do by choice. <laughs> but every now and again, it's like, oh my God, I like, it was misunderstood or misinterpreted or yeah, there's that and and like that's I just don't think I realized until we started doing it how vulnerable that can mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. um I think because you guys are my two best friends I 
often forget that a bunch of people who aren't <laughs> right are listening <laughs> to <laughs> listening. Right. Um, eavesdroppers. A bunch of eavesdroppers. You little eavesdroppers. <laughs> um, and that can be a scary thing to think about sometimes. Yeah. I try really hard not to think about that. I yeah, actually I really sort of actively about it, basically. Yeah, that's the answer, I think. I was going to yeah. say something similar, which is, yeah, I feel like at first when we would get a negative review, it would be a like a real tough moment. Oh, and yeah. I would think about it mm-hmm. and reread it and be like, oh, I've no, gotta change oh, my no, behavior. Oh, no, I, yeah, I've got to become a different person. Everything to please this one person. And... Luckily, yeah, that's gotten much better. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. care anymore. We don't mm-hmm. care. We don't give Say a shit. You want. Uh, no, I do still care. I but I don't look at them. I just have to not. Look yeah, at I them. don't look at them either. Um, and they don't like rock my sense of self in the way that yeah. they once did. And then the other thing I was going to say, it, like a l- literal, just like one scary moment was the live show facing a fear of stage fright. Oh, that was very scary. Yeah, absolutely. But we did it. We ripped the bandaid off, and I feel like yeah, you guys were amazing. We're gonna do we're gonna do Comic Con, and I'm weirdly less scared of that than we just needed to see that we could do it the one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and we felt very scary, and we survived it, and now we can do anything. Now these podcasters are the true heroes. Exactly, (laughs) not nurses, not teachers. We've had enough. We've had enough of you. <laughs> Literally, we, all we ever talk about is how great nurses and teachers are. And it's like, come get on, over you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We get it. You dedicate you, your life to helping others. You don't get paid enough. Fine. Uh, you work too hard. You had your time. Sounds pretty with the, freaking selfish to me. <laughs> you had your time with the pots and pans. <laughs> yeah, we already did that. Um, it's time to pots and pans for podcasters that was a lot of peas pots and pans for podcasters I'm gonna make a shirt it's time to pots and pans for podcasters let's sell that let's sell that t-shirt when we get cancelled it's time to pots and pans for podcasters is important though it's important to include the it's time to pots and pans for podcasters it's time to. <laughs> no more pandemic, but it's time to pots and pans. Uh, and like, are you just using pots and pans as a verb? <laughs> time to pots and pans. <laughs> time to pots and pans. Oh my god! Uh, I really do think. I wonder if people would buy that if we put it on a T-shirt. Do you think I would buy it? Let us uh, know in the comments. Would you buy that shirt? Would you buy that shirt? Uh, and then one more question for us is what do we think the, what was each of our personal scariest movies that we covered? Mm. Mm. I was very, very actually scared during um, paranormal activity. Oh, yep. yeah. Because I think I could so easily picture it. Like I've seen the trailers. I know the deal with it. It's such obviously such a huge deal and was when it came out. So like I really fucking felt like I was watching it and it was very scary. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I want to say something different than this because I've you guys know what I'm going to say, but nonetheless, it is the truth, which is speak no evil. Yeah, speak yeah. No we evil. have a friend who was um, honestly like pretty mad that we made you really? listen to that. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, I think you should have not 
had Henley there. <laughs> Other people have gotten mad about that too. They've yeah. been like, you shouldn't have made her do it. Everyone needs to know that I am there willingly. That's good to know. It's a good, yeah. No one is forcing me to do anything. I'm more than happy to listen to it. I really, I just can't stop thinking about it. Oh, you should stop thinking about it. I can't it. stop thinking about yeah. it. And I, I think it's because it's like, and it's, but the thing about it is that it's not even that it's scary. I know it's know, so, so, so it's upsetting. just upsetting. So I'm trying to think of one that's like spooky, yeah, that's, scary. I've got a lot of most upsetting moments. Right. Um, right. But, but actually being scared during a recap. There was something about the lodge that really scared me. Mm. Oh, that was freaky. That one really spooked me. And I don't know. I guess it was her being alone in a house with children is terrifying to me. That would be terrifying, yeah. I can see how you might be able to maybe picture yourself in a similar situation. I think also the like mind bendiness of that, having like you're questioning your reality is is very Mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What about you guys? What about, or Sammy, what about you? Um, It's hard for me to differentiate from the like experience of watching Mm -hmm. the movie. And so I feel like I'll probably just say the scariest movie I've seen for the for the pod. Well, it's two. You reminded me that actually Paranormal Activity 2. The mm. fan one. Not that it's scarier, but the, remember I was watching it alone in a five bedroom yeah, house. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I did not. So I was like that. the most scared I've ever been. Yeah. I actually felt like my life was in danger uh-huh. because yeah. I was surrounded by big glass windows where anyone could look in at oh nighttime God, in the oh middle God. of nowhere. It was a really bad idea. And I was so scared. Um, and then more, re- more recently, um, Ganjam Haunted Asylum had yeah. that one scene that was almost unbearable to watch. It was so scary. But hey, I, I, we survived Fucking them all. And we survived them all. Also, um, Audition was really bad. Yeah, oh, that one was bad. We haven't talked about Audition in a while. That was our 100th was... episode, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I think it was. Audition Holy was shit. really bad. I know. Can you believe it? Time makes no sense. Time doesn't make crazy. any sense at all. Mm. Wow. Wow. Um. Well, should we talk about Midsommar? Midsommar. Let's yes. I will tell for those of you that don't know somehow, it was written and directed by Ari Aster, <laughs> mm-hmm. starring Florence Pugh, Jack Raynor, Wilhelm Blomgren, William Jackson Harper, and Will Poulter. And um, what year did it come out? I didn't write that down. 2017? 2019. 2019. Because it was just, it had just crazy. come out. Oh, that's right. That's and it was just it. the, it was just the four year anniversary of its release. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we were, we were really, um, had our fingers on the we pulse. We had our fingers mm-hmm. on the pulse. It's time to pot some pans for podcasts. <laughs> 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 Uh, it has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% on Metacritic, 7.1% on IMDb. Those should all be higher. That's honestly crazy to me. Who mm-hmm. has a bad review for Midsummer? 72 for Metacritic is pretty good, though. Okay. I feel like they. it's hard to get super high there. Okay. okay. But yes, I mean, I agree. It's a, it's a great film. It's a great film. And... The budget was nine million. It made forty five million, which I was kind of surprised. I would thought it would have made more than that. Me too. Me too. Does it was it released internationally? I wonder. That's a great question. I'm not sure, but not in Sweden. It was like released. Oh, it was released in Sweden because they they all th- thought it was really funny. 
That yes, was a trivia. They were they were laughing about it and th- they I mean, were it is really funny. It was a missed opportunity because it was released a couple weeks after Mid- Midsommar. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> the actual made a huge date. mistake. Someone on the marketing team yeah, made a definitely big, got fired. big mistake. <laughs> they definitely got fired. And yeah, some trivia for us is that it, it, despite taking place in Sweden, it was shot in Hungary, which I didn't know. Oh, it's very interesting. interesting. Okay. I was going to ask about that, actually. It's beautiful. It is very beautiful. Uh, and I kind of remember this happening. This just made me laugh. Ariana Grande is a big fan of this film. Okay. She calls it one of her favorite films of 2019, which is so <laughs> funny to include, like to say and then to include in this trivia, which is like... Of yeah. 2019. What else came out in 2019? It just, she can't even say it's one of her favorite films. She no. has to... Of 2019. <laughs> There's so many let's films. Go, let's, you know... Yeah, I don't want to get not crazy. Not things out of proportion. Yeah. Uh, and then she tried and failed to buy the May Queen gown used in the film as at an auction. And I remember when that auction was happening. Who got it? I don't know, but it was a regular real, rich person? Like, real expensive. Yeah, yeah. But too expensive for Ariana Grande. Crazy. I guess so. And she threw a Midsommar themed birthday party for herself on her 27th birthday. A lot of Ariana Grande trivia for this wow. movie. <laughs> uh, and I found this out recently, which is that Haley Lou Richardson was going to be the oh. Danny character. Whoa. And wouldn't have been as good. No. It's just so hard to picture anybody but Florence Pugh, it, I mean, yes. obviously. But I think Haley Lou is, is great, but it would not have been Florence is just I think a stronger dramatic actor oh, than yeah. Florence Haley. is like one of the best actresses Actresses. I like I've ever seen. Yeah. Her performance in this movie is crazy. Like, Earth shattering, yeah. But She's very incredible. similar vibes. But similar, Pugh like and a Haley Lou, yeah, like a baby face, baby face, but like who has like a gravitas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haley Lou has said that she has still not been able to watch this movie because she's like so upset that it didn't work out, and I think it was her choice. I think she stepped out of it. Oh, and maybe maybe regrets that oh i would uh, definitely regret that yeah but this also helped, like this helped launch florence pugh's career yeah yeah well Haley lou has the white lotus she does. which is pretty good yeah she's doing all right not midsummer she is doing she's doing just, just fine. fine she's doing just fine um and then something else from re-listening to our our very first episode was the breaking news in that episode of Florence Isn't and Zach crazy? Braff dating. It was that was that like was us. That was found, the day we all learned. We all found that out that day. Just in a, you know another little time capsule moment. What a it's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. 
By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Snapshot of a specific time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Truly. This movie is so good. I'm so glad I was able to watch it because we did this podcast. Yeah, um, I just I just watched it a couple days ago. It's at so the beach. worth seeing. Oh my god, it's so worth seeing. I watched anybody it who can during the day, and um, actually, no, that's not true. I watched half of it, the last half at night. So wow, yeah. look at me, look at you. Did it by myself. Didn't even have like other tabs open. Wasn't even distracted doing laundry like yeah, I promised in said. the first up. <laughs> really wanted it full screen. Wanted to experience the whole thing. There were some moments at the end that I closed my eyes and didn't. It's there, yeah. It's definitely at. like like we were saying. It's like there are some very upsetting moments. Mm-hmm. It's there are very few like like I feel like watching it at night is actually perfectly fine for this movie because it's so bright. it's not like that kind of scary to me. You know, yeah, it's just very upsetting. But it's also so funny mm-hmm. and gorgeous like it's so well made it's so well made and that's the main thing I want to talk about is how well made it is I don't (laughs) even know I think the thing I was so impressed by which it's hard to convey in a recap is how well written it is the actual dialogue between Christian and Danny in the beginning and between Christian and his friends in the beginning you know we know Christian's an asshole, right? But it's immediately so clear in these so such Ari Aster just does such an amazing job writing realistic, manipulative dialogue, like yeah, the dynamics. The one argument that I had forgotten about that I found incredibly triggering was when about the part going to Sweden. Yes, when yes. she comes back afterwards after um, finding out for the very first time that he's leaving for Sweden in two weeks for a month and a half, and. She has every right to be angry at him, at him just 
neglecting to tell her this information. Her and boyfriend of four years. Yes. And he just turns it right around into oh, eventually she's apologizing to him. Mm-hmm. Saying, I'm sorry. Because she, she's attacking him. And and oh, my God. Yeah, I was getting heated. Yeah, it's really that argument in particular is like, oh, my. It's so realistic, like you said, and so subtle and so like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. God, mm-hmm. it makes then, me ugh. so mad. In the beginning, bad man, bad man. In the beginning, when she's talking to him on the phone, and just from the very beginning, she's like, "So, are we hanging out tonight?" And he's like, "Oh, did we have plans?" And she's like, "Oh, well, not clearly, like, but we could." And he's like, "Um, yeah, yeah, we can hang out." It's like right. even just that was triggering for me. Oh, it's awful. Or it's like. You do you want to hang out or not? Are you like what the fuck are you doing here? Are you making? Am I asking too much of you by asking if my we're boyfriend hang out? of four years? And then she says, then she says, um, oh well, like I'm really lucky to have you or something like that. And he goes, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> They're oh, both so good. Jack Rayner is he's so fucking good. good in it. Such a good American accent. That's I, another that's, thing. Yeah, oh, he. Uh, the only American is really. Uh, William Jackson Harper, yep, right? Yep. Three names always throws me off. Me too. Yeah. I get, I'm like, some, one of those is wrong. It's just more opportunities to get one of the names wrong. Mm-hmm. And those are all first names, right? That's that. They could, those are all first names. They could all be first names. Um, Yes, he's the only American in the cast. Yeah. Uh, which is and I'm so used to seeing him play Chidi and mm-hmm. the good yeah. place where he's obviously such a good character so to see him play an asshole was he's a, great alarming too I was like I don't like talk about four asshole. years too we were saying uh Will Poulter has really grown time has been kind to time him. has been kind <laughs> to Will Poulter and he has had a growth spurt He's, he's had, had a big growth spurt. An actual growth spurt, a real one. Um, <laughs> not just mental, but not actual just a mental. physical growth spurt. Width. He's he's gotten wider. <laughs> <laughs> all of his all of his circumferences are are different. Oh my god! Even his dick. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Emily knows. Emily knows. <laughs> I saw it before, and I saw it after. <laughs> yeah. and Huge. We're difference. keeping track of the data. Um, but you know, I think pretty much probably across the board, all the, all the circumferences, all the visual circumferences aside from head, <laughs> I think got bigger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, around yep. the legs, around the arms, yep. around the chest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the state I of Will's circumferences. What I mean when I say all of his circumferences, right, probably right. his neck too. Cause neck for sure. Muscles. For sure. His thumbs. Mine um, <laughs> his thumbs all around his thumbs. His thumbs got massive. Really each individual finger, they each, each have their, their own circumference. Finger weights. Doing finger weights. <laughs> like Alex Honnold. Um, wait, should we do the? Are we doing a recap now? Well, yeah, let's just kind of go through it loosely. Uh, yeah. I want to know your guys's reactions to that. It's. Uh, the opening scene, which uh-huh. isn't quite the opening scene, which I had forgotten that there is, you know, yeah, there's some, like some some chatter before build up to it. But uh, you know what I'm referring to when I say the opening scene, because it is one of the most disturbing parts of the movie, that old murder suicide. Yeah, really, really, really bad. That part is awful. And yeah, I thought it was just done. OK, so first of all, I love how the movie starts out and it's dark and cold and snowy. Yeah. So that's a great way to set the I had the totally tone. forgotten that. And I wasn't expecting that. And then just the way that Ari Aster did that of like the slow motion tracking shot through the house with the firefighters, like 
seeing the after effects of the murder is such a good murder suicide is such a good way to present that it's was so sad and I was luckily watching that part during the day. So it was honestly, I had my brightness all the way up and it was like kind of hard for me to see. I could yeah, really see the dark. sister, but I couldn't really see the parents that well. Um, it's for the best. No, they yeah. actually look totally, they, the, the, the parents look normal. They look like they're just asleep in the, their beds. I, I looked away for the sister part. I did not want to, didn't want to look at her. I, wa- I looked at it. I Good looked at you, it hen. full on. And... Because I remember your description of it, Sammy, in the first one was so upsetting. The milky vomit eyes. And one of her <laughs> eyes is a different color. Like it's a blood vessel has burst or something. I And that yeah. I find that very When I pictured it, when you, when you told us, I pictured it being like a real close up shot of her face. So I was surprised to have this kind of tracking shot and seeing it from her from a distance and seeing her whole body and then see it kind of zoom in towards her. The cinematography is incredible. It's incredible. Shout out to Powell Pogorzelski. Hell yeah. Shout out. Who stunning works with Ari often and he's man incredible. Yeah. The the I was really prepared for it though. I mean, I think that if I wasn't prepared, it would have been way harder to watch. Yeah. Honestly, for me, and a, a, granted, I didn't look directly at that part. That is not the most difficult part of the movie for me. The mm-hmm. most difficult part of the movie is her crying mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. is it's like mm-hmm. the most upsetting sound I've ever heard. It mm-hmm. gives me it like it's like almost like a nails on a chalkboard, like physical sensation when I, I so the, when I rewatched yeah. it, I watched it a couple months ago. Um, And then when I rewatched it to do this recording, I just skipped past that whole part because I, I was tr- I was like I can't hear it again like mm-hmm. I really really can't yeah there's this like similar moment with Tony Collette in Hereditary that he it's just these like performances from these women in the most devastating moment of their lives and oh, oh my god yeah they're both god, so, yeah, I'm thinking about it so effective I know I got chills but <gasps> I wanted to say that that song that plays during uh through kind of the end of that scene and through the title sequence is on (laughs) one of my spotify like most trait most played oh my god of course lists and so i was on shuffle in my car listening to music can you believe it and (laughs) it was something normal at first and then just all of a sudden because the the song starts with oh no 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 <gasps> that's how it starts <laughs> yeah. no. oh my and I'm god like, oh my god this just popping on randomly is very funny well, but the, i love that cue i mean it's a great it's a great score the context one the, the screaming happens too is that christian's hanging out with his asshole friends and they're all telling him like you got to break up with her and yeah. mark is like she's abusing you man it's literal abuse that's what he says <laughs> oh my Bill god his character is such a piece of and shit. That's, well, that's the other thing that I liked about the movie is that you want all these people to die. That's like a very common thing with slashers, too. Like you mm-hmm. you want all of the people that you're about to watch die. You want to want them to die. But yeah. I don't know if I you really feel that in a lot of flash and a lot of slashers are just kind of like stupid and you don't really care. Ari Aster makes you hate these people yeah you hate them i mean they're bad people they're such assholes and um then him them being like she's calling you back again is that her again are you fucking kidding me and then he picks up and it's her 
wailing. And it's like, (gasps) all that together is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. I will say, though, Christian is put in a pretty tough spot right then. Because what what would you guys do if you were him right then? You mean like... Would, would, would you, you break, break up? up? <laughs> no. Yeah, like when do you wait? No. When oh. is the appropriate amount of time to break up with her? No, no, because you can't leave her in that moment. I, I, I think he's put in a pretty tough, pretty tough predicament. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I do. I don't think you can uh, leave them in that moment. But that, you know, that's an argument for you leave when you, when as soon as it's not right. 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 Yeah, you as know? soon as it's not Never. right. It's very clear that they're far past the expiration yeah. date. Well, she I feel like she doesn't know that, though. I mean, I think she's I think she's have has some relationship issues of her own. Yeah, she's not like doing she's she's not happy. No, she's not happy in communicating her her needs. No, (laughs) but that conversation she has with her friend in the beginning, it's all about how she's like, am I asking too much of him? Am I just asking? It's not like he's not right for me. (laughs) Right. She doesn't have the right perspective on it. But I guess that's kind of the whole point of the movie is that her perspective changes a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But that's a common dynamic. I feel like the more you feel it, so you have to like pull at somebody that becomes all you're thinking about. You're like what you actually it's want the, in um, your needs go the away. Anxious attachment style. Oh yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. tends to find an avoidant. Yeah. Attachment style. Yeah. <gasps> wow. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, another line early on that I liked that I forgot about was Pele saying, think of all the Swedish women you'll impregnate in June. And oh, so Pele <laughs> fucking knew that was the other thing is that Pele. Yeah. And then his brother, Ingmar, mm-hmm. they clearly like Ingmar later says, oh, I was dating Connie. That before. was OK. That was something that, that stood, stood out, out to me, me, too. Yes. Is that I had never really clocked in what ways Connie and Simon were assholes. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens so fast. It's, it's it feels like kind of standard exposition, but it's in that moment that we find out. Oh, Ingmar hates these people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're really rude to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Simon like fucks with him and is like, "Yeah, we want you to officiate our wedding." No, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, and that the idea is like he was hoping to bring Danny there to have her live with them forever. Yeah, and do you think that he realizes that? in that scene in the beginning when he's showing her the May Queens and then he looks at her and he's like, oh, maybe you should come, actually. I think he knows it from the very beginning that she says she's coming. I think he likes her mm-hmm. from the jump and like knows that she's dating a complete asshole and feels like he's like, he's going to be good for the bear suit and <laughs> you're going to be good for May Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like casting them in his, in his mind. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And that's another thing I want to clarify is that they do the May Queen thing every year, but they only do the nine human sacrifices every 90, every 90 years. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But the May Queen, they're not killing, but they're probably the seventy-two-year-olds are jumping off the cliff every year. every year. The etishtupa, etishtupa. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if we're gonna just go go through it and yep. continue to give our thoughts as we go, they, we, had, yeah. Danny finds out that they're going to Sweden and is very upset about, it. and so it's Christian, Christian, Mark, Josh, and Pele. They're going to Sweden. For I don't know why they were going for six weeks, but they were going to do this and then like keep going around Europe. Yeah, they're going to go mm-hmm. to other places. And fucking 
the conversation that they have that Christian has with his friends like by the way I invited Danny she's not gonna come she's not gonna come she's not gonna come come. I I mean she she accepted the invitation but she's not gonna come um he's awful he's awful what how do we oh I love this too she's talking with Pele because nobody else wants to fucking talk to her and they like literally leave the room Mm -hmm. and Pele tells her he's he was so sad to hear about what happened mm. with her family which is really it's like she's not even ready to hear that yeah. um and she gets up to go to the bathroom and cry and it like smash cuts to her being in the plane bathroom crying mm. uh, I, yeah it's just, really good it's very effective um i also love florence pugh's wardrobe throughout all this she's too. just wearing like she's the drabbest comfy as hell comfy the drabbest t-shirt sweatpants combo i was noticing i mean the costume design is 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 great and just how much they all stick out and why yes i was like pele really didn't tell them hey bring some white clothes because everyone will be in white and they're all in very dark Mm -hmm. colors so they just absolutely stick out which is um the point yeah Yeah. do you think they're told so but they tell pele and ingmar before they go out they're like you guys they're like recruiters yeah they're like you guys go find some people you would want us to murder yes <laughs> yeah i think so i think that is exactly um because yeah so i feel like there's something else about that moment there's all these two i was noticing since this is my second time seeing it um there are all these subtle little things happening in the backgrounds mm. of shots too mm-hmm. that are like mm-hmm. set like there's that in florence Pugh's room there's a big Pitch bear painting on the wall of a bear and a little princess mm. yes mm-hmm. yes Love um, that. there are a couple others where it's just yeah the filmmaking is just like Very so thoughtful. intentional and yeah yeah it's and and how many shots happen where people are having a conversation and you're only seeing their reflection which feels like an intentional and the metaphor of the breakup of that, like you're, it's like always at a distance. Mm-hmm. There were a couple shots like that at the beginning, which I just, yeah, it was just really it's such a well-made movie. Um, and I then, love yeah. the shot of them when they've arrived to Sweden, where the camera pans upside down as they're driving down this long country road. It's very disorienting. And it feels like uh, I guess because they're upside down I'm like oh stranger things upside down world oh, like yeah. we're like going into a world different from our own and um just to say that that what that shot was one of the starting shots for framed uh one of my favorite morning oh, daily games got it right away I'm and sure. I got it on one baby <laughs> huge so then they're going there they um they ask how far away it is it's four hours they get there, they're immediately greeted with shrooms, and we get the another classic manipulative conversation where she's like, listen, like, I don't want to, I just want to get settled first. And he's like, oh, okay, well, then I won't, I won't do it either. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like that whole, di- he knows exactly what he's doing. See, I kind of think he doesn't. Oh, I really? think he's like, mm. no, I think he does. I think he's like has no fucking idea how to be a good boyfriend to her because he doesn't want to be with her. And I think he is like trying to do what he thinks she wants him to do. But yeah, he just like, he just hates her. So it's just, everything comes off as for me, the, like this being like, I won't do it now that that didn't hit me as, as being like so intentionally manipulative. But then when the, when Will Poulter's character is like, you're not going to do it with us. We're going to have totally different trips. 
Yeah. And then that he like cares more about that than his girlfriend, like not wanting to do drugs. And he yeah. lets her be like, okay, yeah, I'll do it with it. Like that. I'm like, Ugh. right. That he won't like stand up for her. Yeah. It just like, yeah. It's like, then have your own fucking trip. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I read more bad intentions into Christian, especially the way that fair. he handles the thesis thing with Josh later. I think that he's like, <laughs> he's, such he's a really fucking good. Worm. He's really good at manipulating people. <laughs> um, but then they all do shrooms and yes, it's the best depiction of shrooms again it, it just got me and i know i said it in our very first episode but the line that really got me was i'm gonna lie down now everybody, everybody else, else lie down too, lie down too. <laughs> his, his character is so perfect it reminds me of just an 11 year old boy yeah it's an 11 year old boy and just what they're like and it's so disheartening how many young men are still 11 year old boys well Aww. he's had a growth spurt though you know yeah now he had now he's huge had a growth spurt. thumbs <laughs> He's got to carry around with him. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. There's a lot of little boys out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of boys out there. Um, yeah, they get to Sweden. It's gorgeous. Oh, she has an. Oh, she has another freak out that that you mentioned in the first episode. That um, one of them says like, "You guys are my real. You guys are like my real family." Triggering for her. It's very triggering, and uh, th- that. Her being like freaking out and having an emotional meltdown, like while you're tripping, <gasps> it, oh, it was so, so awful. Like she keeps saying to herself, "Like you're fine, you're fine, you're fine." It's like, oh, it's awful. But she goes to sleep. She falls asleep, and when she wakes up, it is still bright. And we learn that it's only dark for like four hours or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. while they're there, mm-hmm. which is really wild. And will that be the case when you go to Sweden? Oh yeah, uh, so I'm going to Sweden in August. I forgot to to mention, and um, I think it won't be quite because Midsummer is like the that's right longest day of the year, the longest day of the year. So it's getting shorter and shorter, but it'll be bright for like certainly like longer than it is something. Yeah, here. Um, I'm very interested, and I gotta say, I am very excited to go to Sweden. I feel like. I feel like I could join this cult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like... Also, I was thinking, too, I was like, if this only happens every 90 years and you die at 72, some people will never have to experience all the murders. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people will never. And, like, for Danny, this she's never going to see this again. You know, she can just sort of forget that it happened and live a nice... I mean, the, the you know... Until you're 72. Old people will Well, I was curious die, about this, too, because Pele kept saying my parents died, died in a fire. fire. I wondered about that, too. But um, it wouldn't make sense timing-wise... For because obviously his parents didn't die ninety years ago or right. you know like seventy. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> to, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't. It feel like that's what's implied. It does feel like that's what's yeah, implied. Yeah, that's a good point. So Ari, Ari, what's that about? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I, I noticed that this time too. I was like, wait a minute. So what's the first thing that happens when they're? So I just have a question. Speaking of clarifying things, what's going on with the scissors underneath the pillow of the little baby crib? Oh, I didn't even notice that. I wondered that as well. I missed that. I think it was just I. I thought just like a little ritual thing. It might be a ritual thing. At later, somehow, I convinced myself it had to do with um, Maya's pubes. Somehow, mm. well, that could be right. What she was happened? like hiding the scissors, and then she was going to cut her her pubes. Yes, um, there's a scene, or because they go a- after they've arrived to um, their final 
destination. Uh, they all stay in this this big room with all these little twin beds, twin extra long. They look twin extra short. They don't look long to me. Not long enough. <laughs> and uh, everyone is in that room. And then there's one little baby crib in there. Yeah, the baby crying constantly in the background is a good part of the atmosphere. Ad- added some added dread for you. Mm-hmm. And for us all, uh, nobody likes to hear a baby crying. And nobody so she likes put it. scissors under the babies, under the pillow in that in the baby's crib. crib. Yeah, and I think you're mm-hmm. probably right, Emily. That makes sense. That it's part of the little ritual Thing she puts of under her Christian's bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Or it has to do with the mom. You know, they said the mom's away. Um, and so it's like cutting ties with the mom or something like that. Oh, yeah, like a like, mm. little metaphor. I don't know. Ari, Ari. Ari. Um, I also just want to want to point out a thing that can't fully be grasped in a recap, and a thing that wasn't in our first one, which is truly how. I mean, you know, you did mention this, but how like funny it is. But when they arrive at the commune or whatever, <laughs> there's there's like trio playing little like wooden recorders <laughs> just playing a little funny song as i don't it was so so funny to me everybody's vibe in this commune i mean because they must know like well you're all here to die <laughs> um and it's the way they like walk in the background is always funny what the one dude his name is is odd that's his character name and he's very funny Anyway, yeah, I love, I love I, it. I Hard was to surprised by that in rewatching as well. Just how it's kind of like a laugh every couple minutes. It's, it's so funny, very nonstop. Maybe not straight jokes, but like something is funny every couple something minutes. Something is funny. Kinda, it's sort of like goes forgotten. back to the intentionality of the filmmaking that, like, in every shot, basically there there's something funny going on if you're looking for it. Yeah, I think I probably didn't appreciated as much the first time just because I was filled with dread because I right. didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah, the more you rewatch it, the more it's like, oh, it's actually just so funny. So funny. So they go so they go to bed, right? And wake up. Does anything happen that first night? Not really. I don't remember, but I do want to shout out the, the um, paintings in the room so that good. they're all in. There's a lot of paintings on the wall it's very intricately like every square inch is covered with this these hand painted little creepy murals yeah of again various ritual looking things and people with um i don't know like bleeding out of certain orifices but it like looks really nice it's not inherently scary if you glance at it like oh what the fuck like everything looks pleasant and and like happy and then you just look closer and it's like wait what the fuck it's also so much of what happens to these characters and the ways that they die is like right there on the walls there's so like the the one lot of series of um they're like handkerchiefs or something right that are like drawn on oh Mm -hmm. and he says oh it's a love story yeah and it's it's like it's what happens to christian but it's a a (laughs) woman cutting off her pubes Mm -hmm. uh menstruating into a glass him the man drinking from the glass and then she's pregnant and it's like so (laughs) funny it's a love story it's It's a love story funny (laughs) Uh, Um, but i think the first big thing is the at stupa because that's when um, that's the first big day of the festival yep. and um, the first <laughs> time they realize 
they're in a very strange place. Yeah, this is real. I always pictured them. So, okay, so they do the, how do you say it? Adestupa? Adestupa? Adestupa. I don't know if that is how you say it, but that's how I like to say it. And that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. I don't know. Pelly tells them before they go to bed that that's what's happening the next day. And Josh, who knows what that is, is like, really? A real one? And you're getting hints of them being like excited. You know, you see Josh be like, ooh, like we get to see people die well like, and what a dick he is that he won't mm-hmm. tell anybody yeah, what it is because mm-hmm. he's so superior absurd to not give people warning for it, this and especially i know he doesn't give a fuck about danny but danny who's traumatized just had her sister commit suicide and kill her parents to be like i think seeing this is going to be really 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 triggering when i first heard this i pictured them jumping into a shallow creek <laughs> Why that Ooh, was interesting. In, yes, I don't okay. Know why I, that was in my head the I entire time? I pictured it time. differently too. They, like so, into water? Yeah, I pictured them jumping huh. into water. I didn't picture them jumping into water, but I pictured the people watching being at the top of the cliff mm. with the jumpers, and they are at the bottom in the splash zone. They're maybe. in the splash zone. I I also thought that, but that was corrected at some point. We did an episode where you corrected that, or mm. you told me that the perspective was different. Yeah, and so that really that helped reshape it but i was still imagining water being involved somehow i don't know why yeah no water dry as a bone out there mm-hmm. they are just dry and rocky yeah the, to pencil dive off a cliff you have seen so many people do this it's so funny it's so fucking funny like what are you thinking <laughs> what are you thinking and honestly i have to say in this moment so the the, old, the 72 year old lady jumps first dies instantly smacks her fucking head on a rock terrible and then of course people start freaking out the the visitors and the way that simon and connie are freaking out i was sort of like they're they're the ones being insane now Mm. like you would be so traumatized but they keep they like are trying to stop the old man they like he goes to the edge of the like don't do it and it's like do you think he doesn't know what he's yeah. Doing? So it's like clearly he's freaking out and screaming. He's like, you're all fucked. You're off. It is like, my guy, I understand this is very upsetting. You just need to be quiet and try to like leave. We know you won't be able to, but to get the insult fuck out. them and scream at them and think that it was like, that's going to do anything. They're going to be like, oh, this guy's upset. I think that we should stop. <laughs> I love there's the, one of the cult members that's next to them. And all the scene is filmed in a way where every everything is muffled because it's from Danny's perspective. And she's absolutely like dissociating and having a very big reaction to it, obviously. And so you just hear kind of muffled. And you just see one of the cult members turn as Connie and Simon are freaking out and kind of looked towards camera and be like what the fuck like she (laughs) she does this little shrug that really makes me laugh (laughs) and when it ends so then the band pencil dives so funny then they have to get bludgeoned to death um and as they're leaving like to like okay ceremony done one of the people in the one of the cult members says sorry we didn't warn you about that better so sorry we didn't warn you better (laughs) it's so funny it's like yeah you didn't warn them at all it's so not a big deal you know to what okay so i one of my takeaways is i love pele so much and uh, in thinking about this now i'm kind of mad at him that he didn't warn danny i feel like he yeah. should have warned danny he, he should have warned danny he should have warned danny maybe the whole point is like 
she couldn't become one of them unless she had experience it all. It. But yes, no, he should have he should have warned Danny. And then they're all kind of freaking out. And I feel like deciding if, if they should leave or what to do. What I love is um, Christian afterwards, he asked Danny, like, are you, you know, how, how are you? OK. And she's really upset. And it's like, I mean, aren't, aren't you? And he goes, yeah, it was it was really shocking. <laughs> yeah, his, re- his response was so like, what? Do you have any feelings at all? <laughs> of course, it was really shocking. Of yeah, course. Of I'm, course. I'm trying to keep an open mind, though. Oh, God. Yeah, he's just placating her. And they decide to stay. Mm-hmm. Well, she wants to leave, but then Pele convinces her to stay. Mm, yeah, Danny Danny starts to like pack up her stuff. Um, and that's when Pele comes and talks with her and tells her, like, I was, you know, most excited for you to come. And he tells her about his parents dying and that he, you know, he's like, I know, because she starts crying. It's like, don't, I don't want to talk about it. And he like, for, like, is like, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. And, um, like I was able to survive my trauma because I feel like she like stops herself also because she's so aware that Christian can't handle any of that conversation. Yeah. So she's like, I need to tamp down my emotions for everyone around oh, me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pele is like giving her space. Like, no, you don't like here. You can let it out. Yeah. And he's like, I was able to survive that because I was held by this community. They held me. And that he says that line of like, it's she just, says, you well, feel I have held. Cr- by she Christian? says, I have Christian. And he yeah. says, yeah, do you feel loved by him? Do you, you feel, feel held, held by him? him? Does he feel like home to you? It's one of my favorite lines it's in like so all of good. cinema. I think about it all the time. <laughs> do you feel held by him? Does do he feel, feel like, like home to you? And then oh. she's like, oh, and then decides to stay. There's something in that conversation where yeah. she's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, that's when we lose Simon. Yeah. Simon and Connie. Well, Simon, quote unquote, leaves. Yeah. And that, yeah. So Simon isn't that Simon and Connie decide they're going to leave. And we see Connie come out with all her stuff and wonders where Simon is. And the guy's like, oh, um, I drove him to the train station. <laughs> he said he'll he'll say he'll meet you after he wanted me to let you know. And to me, when Joel and I were watching this, I was like, that would absolutely be the moment in which I'm like, oh, fuck because she's like he wouldn't do that and i true like if if joel and i were in that situation and someone told me like oh yeah he left he said i'll meet you there i'd be like something is very very wrong yeah there is no universe where i would accept that as an answer um but they <laughs> she keeps asking like what are you talking about why would he be oh um it was a uh, there was only two seats in the truck and she's like, I would have sat in his lap. We don't break traffic laws. <laughs> we don't break traffic laws. It's really good. Yeah. The train is going to leave 90 minutes from now and it's a 35 minute drive and we just really yeah, don't want to waste like any time. Perfectly orchestrated answers. It was so funny. And it's important to note, this was so key, is that before, that night before Danny had had a dream that they all oh, leave without her. Terrible nightmare. And, um, and so then to have this happen and then they're all sitting and about to eat again and uh she says to christian she's like simon left without connie and then she says i feel like that's something you would do yeah we start to see mm-hmm. it happening and he's like I could, she, I could see you doing that i could see you doing that yeah and uh it's the very it's the first time she has said anything at all kind yeah. of calling out the actual relationship dynamic um that's also when christian takes a bite of his pie 
and there's a pubic hair in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe that is also when he's drinking a cup of juice that has some, pe- blood some in period it. blood in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maya, one of the cult. Who I was shocked in watching Maya looks so young. So young. Doesn't she look like a teenager? I had to look it up because yeah, I was like, she was 20 is... when the movie filmed, but yeah. she looks young. Yeah, she looks like a teen for and sure. She had been, yeah, making making eyes at him and she had done her little flirty kick at him. <laughs> And um, yeah, now we're like, okay. Is this when Mark, has Mark peed on the ancestral tree by now? We can talk about it now. We can talk about it now. He, that was also very funny because he pees on this fucking tree. Everyone freaks out because it's very important. And he's like, what? I just need to pee. What? I just need to pee. His reaction, again, 11 year old boy, just written as like an Mm -hmm. kind of slightly spoiled 11 year old boy. Yeah. Um, It's also like, honestly, for that one, I'm sort of like, he shouldn't have peed there. There's definitely other places. It's like disrespectful to do that, generally speaking. And then his reaction is, not correct but in that moment i was like how was he supposed to know yeah he didn't know like yeah you to, know to be fair he didn't know uh because i in re- in watching you see because they burn um the two 72 year olds and you see in the background of an earlier shot them pouring ashes at that tree i see um mm. but it's not it's like you would not notice it Right. Were you not looking for it? Um, mm. And so I was that like, should have been included in the tour. Not really his fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he he does not, never apologizes, doesn't handle it correctly. Also, getting yelled at in another language for something you don't know what would be really jarring. Mm-hmm. But so there, so he's going to be the first one to get picked off out of that group because he's. Yeah peed on the tree he literally and, uh, says i th- think that guy's gonna murder me <laughs> yeah and you're not wrong and he does and we oh we yeah we don't see his murder happen we just william jackson harper wants to see the book see goes to see the ruby well, also be- before that we get which is a really cool subtle moment um Florence Pugh is baking with all the women. Yes, she's starting to bond with the women. And we hear a very distant sound that is like, was that a scream? Um. But we wouldn't necessarily think. But now in rewatching, it's like, oh, that was Connie dying. Oh. You like hear a scream. Oh. And that's definitely Connie dying. Um, And then Will Poulter's been making eyes at this one woman. And she just says, like, you'll come with me. And that's... I will show you. I'll, sh- I'll show you. And I'll he, show you. And he gets I'll up show you. and he's goes like, with her. Okay. Then they kill her. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And because Josh is doing his mm-hmm. thesis mm-hmm. on Midsummer traditions, he's very interested in this sacred text that they have that is held in their, basically, their church. And... There, I, I thought it was interesting when Pele first is yelling at them for that, like, no, you obviously can't talk about these things. Like, this is private and not meant to be broadcast. And then he has a moment where he got he you see him kind of have a like, eh, fuck it. Like, obviously right. they're going to die. die. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna so die. He's like, he has a moment where he's like, let me talk to the elders about it. And then he's like, they said, yes, you could do it. <laughs> um, which made me laugh. Cause I'm like, yeah, well, cause they're going to be fucking killed. That soon. thesis isn't going to be seen the light yeah, of day. That, that text, that information ain't leaving the, 
no, 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 vicinity. no, no. Um, and they and so he gets to look at the book, but the man showing him tells him no he asks if he can take a picture, and he says no. He like gets really upset. No, absolutely not. Um, and so he freaking sneaks out in the mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. This part, this was one of the scariest scenes for me. This actually. is scary. This is the scariest scene for me because I had forgotten what happened to Mark. I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I thought it was Mark. I'd forgotten that like that was his someone wearing his skin. Skin mm. and penis. I need to call that out. Oh, oh, I thought it was his own penis. No, it's it's bloody and it's on the outside of his clothes. Oh, my God. Oh. And it makes sense because he peed on the tree. I think that's like part of it. Oh my god, so we talked about this in the first episode, but that means the inside of his penis is on the outside of his penis? No, I think the <laughs> penis is adhered to the pants. You would fully <laughs> in the penis like a glove? It would have to be a perfect fit. It would have to be a perfect fit. It would have to be a perfect fit. And you'd have to hollow it out. <laughs> you'd have to hollow it out. I think that'd be hard. Disgusting. Um, oh my god. Yes, it's, he's wearing Mark's face and penis. Oh my god. Yeah, wow, no, I didn't, I, I always thought it was his own penis. That does that does add some extra um, terror to the scene for me. <laughs> yeah. So at first when I watched it, I thought that was Mark. And I was like, what did they do to him to make him look like that? Like, what the hell mm-hmm. was that? What did they make? It, what, why does he look that way? And then I, you know, looked it up later and I was like, oh, right. Fuck. Of course. It's he was skinned alive. Maybe. Probably. Or, yeah. Probably after having his penis cut off. Yeah, that's really bad. I'm sure bad. they did that first. I that's guess a really bad way to die. That there's also a scene early on where some of the kids are playing something and they say, what are they playing? And they say they're playing Skin the Fool. <gasps> oh, yeah. And in the yeah. very end, we see that they put a little jester hat on his his body for the final ritual. So they, he's the he's the fool. <gasps> he's the fool. Oh, my God. Um, and I read a trivia to that. Uh, so, yeah. So Josh is look, taking pictures of the text which is not supposed to do mark's skin and penis center <laughs> jesus and Christ. somebody else <laughs> yeah not bludgeons him yeah. in the head which, and i saw a trivia that oh, that's yeah. pele yeah oh how do we know i guess if in you the, pause it that he's like visible in a frame or yeah. okay the, it's visual confirmation okay wow pele the thing about this cult that i don't think you know i can get on board with a lot of it but uh <laughs> the 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 really terrible murders are not i'm not a huge fan of the skinning and the the castrating is um yeah it's pretty tough maybe a step too far i don't know i, I can get on board they're a little bloodthirsty <laughs> um yeah the groan that is emitted That's by a bad, Josh is really bad bad noise bad groan really bad noise bad groan um and then yeah we just see a him get dragged out of frame and just a little bloody streak left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then the next morning, they all say that the book was stolen to make it seem as though Josh left with it. Left with it. And then maybe Mark left with that girl. So it's just Danny and Christian. And yeah, the way that Christian's like, I, we are just in no way associated with him. I would hate to think that anybody thinks that we have anything to do with this or him. And I, it, it, the way Danny looks at him in that scene, too, is like, you're such a piece really of shit. seeing him. 
She's such a piece of shit. Well, we also haven't talked about Christian telling Josh that he's going to do the thesis he's doing on the thesis also. And th- that whole conversation is, a, again, a masterclass in manipulation of him being like, listen, I've decided I want to do it on here. And what are they called? The the Horga? Is that the name of yeah, the community? The so he's like, I'll be doing it on the Horga. Yeah. And Josh is... Josh Very is like, are you fucking Understandably pretty mad. Yeah. Like, this is what I've been. He, said he's, he says he's open to collaborating, though, which oh, is so, so funny. So chill of him to say. Which, and that is another thing he says when he's saying, talking about like, uh, we are just in no, I would hate for anybody to think that we are like in any way associated with him, collaborating with him. He like uses a specific word collaborating, which is so funny because uh, he had kept talking about how like we're, they're collaborating on their thesis. Is this when he immediately dives into asking about incest? Uh, there's like a point at which they're having a serious conversation and he's like so do you guys have problem with problems with incest and Danny looks at him like what the fuck oh yes it, I, I think it's before I think it's before but it is yeah they're having like some other important I yeah that conversation stuck and, out to me as just yes. another moment where she's kind of I mean realizing that he's yeah just like, oh it's when it's when um uh, Simon left without Connie. I think he's mm. like talking there because Florence Pugh is asking, like, do you know where Simon went and uh, something like that? And and oh, another another example of there's boundless of Christian being shitty is him completely forgetting her birthday and oh, Pele drawing him. her like a beautiful drawing and giving it to her. So sweet. I fucking love Pele, man. Pele could recruit <laughs> me to a cult for sure. Yeah, Pele's great. Pele's great. Pele um, is also. Capable of some very intense murder. Sure. You know, you know, you do what you got to do to protect your, you protect your, your tribe. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, it's become very clear that Maya has selected Christian as the person she would like to be impregnated by. Well, and because of that incest question from earlier, we find out they they like to bring in new blood. So we're putting two and two together here that Christian's the selection. Yeah, he's going to be the new blood. Um, he like pretty quickly it seems agrees like the the Sid is her name the leader oh the they, leader they get pulled into two different th- she she well, Sid has like a sit down with him and he looks at a painting on the wall of a bear on fire <laughs> and Sid yeah is at, like says basically you've been selected you've been approved for mating with Maya. I loved that scene of him going into Sid's house because she's going to go do the dance. Right. And then he's or she's going to go spend the day with the women. And then he they're like, and Sid would like to see you in in her house. And you see him be like scared. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. see. And then just the shot. Because of him, He thinks it's going to be about the Josh and the book being gone. He's just worried that they're going to. Uh, that's what I interpreted. I, I, I think that he also knows that like some fucked up shit is going on. Oh, I really? feel like he's like got a whiff of that and is like, I don't know if I want to go alone into this person's house yeah and just the shot of him like turning around slowly and like slowly walking up towards the house you're like what the fuck is going to happen in that house yeah and that's pretty benign compared to what happens afterwards but yeah and also who lives in a house like that does someone actually live in that house that house that is covered in the craziest goddamn wallpaper i've ever seen in my whole life (laughs) it might just be there like a like office or something type of thing yeah um but yeah danny goes to do the may queen stuff she's getting she they dress her in uh white and flowers so now she's blending in Mm -hmm. they're all laughing they're all drinking their drugs they're all they take some 
holding hands shroom tea mm-hmm. and then they just start fucking running in a circle around this goddamn maple and man that would really i don't think i would react well to that i don't think i would i would win this no. I, and i was wondering do you think her winning what's the alternate scenario because i i feel like right. pele was pl- like planning this the whole time but you can't you can't fully guarantee that she's gonna win and so right. what would that have looked like if she didn't win just being there i guess i'm also. just watching another may queen choose whether christian is a sacrifice seems, or not i mean obviously it's for for the movie but yeah it's so crucial that she has that moment where it's her choice there was part of the time where i wondered there's like some girls that seem to just sort of fall i was thinking that willy-nilly and I, I do wonder if they if it's like that's the point is that th- this year when you bring the new person in she becomes the May Queen. Right. Perhaps. But you can't guarantee that she won't fall. And like the you girls next to her, fall. did they fall? Maybe that's part of it. Were they holding her up kind of? Were they like the girls next to her? Did oh, they yeah, stay I don't know. Up? It's a big time lapse. I certainly like. think it's possible that everyone was doing wh- what they could to ensure her. To make it. <laughs> winning. Try, try to make it so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something I had forgotten in this scene that is just absolutely delightful is her speaking Swedish all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Or, well, is it Swedish or just gibberish? I think it's probably gibberish, but it's presented like, we as understand if each other. Yeah. And I'm curious if it is Swedish. I'm not sure. But they are speaking not English and having this conversation like, sorry, I don't speak Swedish. And they're like, you are speaking it. They're I understand it. you. It's really cute. It's a really sweet scene. And she is just being welcomed into this mm-hmm. circle of women, the importance of female friendship. Mm-hmm. Very important. And she loved to see it. She wins. And she wins. And then meanwhile, uh, Christian has been has said, I don't know if I want to do more drugs. I'm afraid I'll have a bad trip. And they're like, no, oh, no, you're not going to have a bad trip. No, why would you have a bad trip? You're not going to have a bad trip. You'll be fine. So he has taken more drugs yet again. And the worst trip of his life is about Uh, to begin. He's also like, I feel like it's really important to the way that he's watching Danny in this moment and the way that he's watching everyone adore her is making him like really fucking pissed. Yeah. He's like really surly about her having this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah, then he takes his drugs. Um, and you see her notice that too. Yeah. She looks out and everyone's laughing and she's laughing and having a good time. And, he looks and then upset. He, she looks at him and he's like stands out so starkly his clothes his body language everything about him like she gives one of her perfect patented frowns Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. her mouth turning an absolute semicircle upside down down it's really incredible the frown that she is able to pull off like a true little girl pout you know like a little toddler pout it's also a little foreshadowed in that earlier shroom scene where they take at different times and they said we'll we'll have different trips (gasps) you're right because they're having different trips now baby different trips yes they are so so she gets carted off to become adorned as the may queen oh and and bless the Pele comes up to her and is like oh my god danny you're the may queen that's amazing and kisses her in like the most tender way it was like a beautiful kiss i I was just thinking about that kiss that kiss was i know that kiss was great (laughs) it's a good kiss it's a great kiss um and uh she asks if christian can come and he can't. The nope. May Queen must ride alone. 
And so she goes off. Christian also must ride alone. And Christian must ride alone into a, the craziest really sex bad, scene. Really bad time. Yeah, no, no, no. Has sex with what's her name again? Maya. Maya. Right. Beautiful singing from the naked woman. Yeah. So Maya's laying on a bed of flowers, which I was like, mm, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of great. Um, and mm-hmm. he walks in, he naked, and there are probably 12 women mm-hmm. of all ages mm-hmm. naked behind Maya, go, swaying, going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and he looks, his performance is so so good he has had some definitely it's like something that they have given him in his drugs are making him like he's having the craziest trip of his life his eyes are huge he looks so scared his people are massive looks like a scared little puppy hunched over in this like really specific way like his physicality is amazing in all of this but he gets on top of her and they start having sex and all the women start getting closer and touching themselves and like mimicking Maya's moaning and a woman (laughs) (laughs) just gets right on down in there and holds Maya's hand. Christian like goes to hold to like grab Maya's hand and this other woman swoops in swoops in and grabs it and starts singing in Maya's ear and the way Christian looks up at her like huge eyes terrified confused about everything that's happening is really honestly very funny um yeah i thought she had a beautiful voice though i kind of want to go back voice. and listen to listen to her little song again absolutely beautiful and then so danny comes oh, back sorry i have to point out too that uh one of the women comes up from behind christian oh, and, starts, right. and pushing pushes his, his butt. butt to like keep thrusting. him to keep him thrusting <laughs> She's like, let's get this over with. Um, and yeah, he he finishes and Maya is immediately like, I can feel the baby. <laughs> and he is so freaked out that he just gets up and runs out. But before this happens, Danny comes back and looks. You're right. They're, oh, like, right. they're like, don't look in there. Don't look in there. And it's not for you. And she's like, OK, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look over with her little pouty. Yeah. Walks over in her Mayflower outfit. Uh, looks through the keyhole very dramatic look through the keyhole Mm -hmm. and just has another it's a reflective of the first breakdown another full breakdown full moaning i mean that's the moment i think she's like we're done yeah i'm done with christian forever and it's like she's like escorted basically truly truly held like carried into the difference from the beginning is she is surrounded by people supporting her into the the room where they were sleeping and all these women gather around her and like hold her face and 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 just mirror back her her grief yeah and and like sob in the same way that she is and it really is so beautiful they move they move like they're underwater or something it's really crazy to see the choreography of that because she's at first trying to get away from them she's like i this is unfamiliar to me like i Mm -hmm. don't know what's happening and i just want to cry and have this moment but then she eventually as she's like moving around and she eventually kind of just like accepts that this is happening and allows herself to be held by them and it's like whoa it's just you see her also fully assimilating into that group the way she looks at them too when she hears them sobbing the way that she is it's her performance is incredible you see her recognize 
that she's like being met where she's at. Like right. she can and she's, see this little moment. There, yeah, there's a lot going on. She, and she's like surprised by it and and comforted by yeah. it. Like you can tell she's needs, it's, needs it's, it. She needs it so bad and it's so unfamiliar to her. It's like something that she has not had before. Yeah, I mean, because her grief has been completely a lot in that look. She's been completely alone in it. It's yeah. been so yeah. solitary and isolating and, and invisible and now Ugh. it's really out in the open. Um, I read some trivia too that in the last 25 minutes of the movie, neither Christian nor Danny speak any lines of dialogue. Oh. Right. So like we've ar- we've already entered that chapter where like cool. we're not gonna hear them speak at all. Right. Well for really him cool. because of uh, some drugs that have maybe happened. Yeah. Um and but yeah, yeah, so first Christian freaks out, <laughs> runs out fully naked, dick swinging, dick absolutely swinging and this was jack rayner's idea to be naked really he was gonna have the robe um and he was like no i it's like he should be really really vulnerable yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, also then he runs covering up his penis which is such a funny funny little it's such a funny thing like (laughs) it's really it's really very brave of him to have done that and Mm -hmm. it's also the exact right call and i just think it's really cool and joel was telling me he's a director Oh, I didn't know that. He, I don't know. I didn't look into it again. I, why would I fact check? But um, that's a real like director choice. I feel like to be like, no, he needs to be naked here, and here's why. Yeah, great. Um, which was correct. And yeah. he goes into the, the right goddamn right chicken coop. Yep, and sees yeah, a bad chicken coop. Uh, okay, so the guy, he's still alive in some way, Do right? Do we think that though? Because. He looks yeah. pretty fucking dead when you see the his face. The lungs are breathing, the though. Lo- yeah, so I... I but I yeah, don't know this. how it could be physically. Oh, thank God. She did She did, She did. did a fact check. I did a fact check because I was curious. This is... So it, apparently there, this was like a Viking, Viking thing that they would... They would kill... Like, to kill someone, they would do this where they would c- cut open their rib cage and pull their lungs out like wings Whoa. Uh, while they were still alive um, oh and then God. they would die that way um, and so it, 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 in this moment it's unclear what like you wouldn't apparently you, you need your diaphragm to be able to actually like move mm. air in and out of your lungs so like you you wouldn't the lungs wouldn't still be Working, I think yeah, it's probably um, not physically possible, but the effect is the effect is incredible. Really, um, yeah. And I think too, it's Christian is tripping in this moment too. Mm, so point. he could be, you know, how like Florence's like flowers are pulsing. Yeah, oh, he could be imagining imagining that, that part of it just good because point, of the horror point. of what he's seeing. Either way, it's he's a had really his bad lungs thing to taken see. out of his body. Either way, yeah, and has like flowers in his eyes, and he is it's like. Blade, blade up. over the 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 ceiling of the chicken coop. It's a very disturbing scene, but again, looks it looks great. It's like the attention to detail and all these little detail. things, really incredible stuff. And then, yeah, someone sneaks up behind him and blows some powder in his face. And it's kind of a jump scare, but it's also pretty funny. It's also very funny. <laughs> and then he wakes up, and the woman is like. Christian, Christian, you can't you can't move and you can't speak. Okay, okay. she's so cute. Okay, I really, good. she was. Oh, I loved this woman. But yeah, <laughs> Christian, you can't move 
and you can't speak. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I love the little camera effect or however they did it where because he can't open or close his own eyes, they have to open and close one at a time for him. And so half of the screen will get light as they open that eye. It just is a very funny little effect. Also, when I imagined all of this happening, I imagined it happening in a dark space, which I knew, even though we've said it a million times, it was bright. Mm -hmm. I didn't imagine it being so clean and bright. The fact that he's in a clean white outfit and in like a nice little wheelchair Mm -hmm. and just kind kind of of a creepy little wheelchair. Yeah, but it was I kind of pictured him being like tied in a, up like and, dungeon yeah. yeah no it's still like a beautiful day it's a beautiful day and everyone's in their crisp white outfits and yeah it's very clean and you know like i don't know i just didn't picture it that way yeah the first time i mean it's some dark shit so yeah it makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. but yeah that's the beauty of this film is the whole backdrop is so idyllic and beautiful yeah and then she's got to make her decision The May Queen gets to decide who's going to be the last sacrifice, Christian or this other random guy from the village. They have a very cool set piece of the like little lotto thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they that they use to choose who will be the the person sacrificed if it's not Christian. And he steps forward so willingly. Everyone is is very on board with this, it seems. And even in the Etastupa earlier, they say how it like brings them joy to do to do this thing. And and it's I think it's I wonder if it's his literal brother. Pele calls Ingmar his brother. And I don't he, think it is his literal brother. Yeah. Okay. All right. So just another person. But they're he all grew up anyone with. who yeah grew up, I think, at the same they refer to them as brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And he's volunteered to be a sacrifice. So yeah. It shows you Which like, I was surprised by. Yeah. But I think it's good it, it just tells you that like anyone can do it and it's, you know, an yeah. honor. They're really know? committed to this community, is, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a religious ceremony and and it's honorable, I think. And so there's that aspect of it as well. Like it's it's meant as a sacrifice to cleanse the community. And um, so, yeah, they're volunteering. They're ready to do it. That you tree sap. Yeah. Ain't gonna fucking cut it, man. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, like we don't see we don't see Danny actually make a choice. She doesn't speak any words, but we do see Christian being carted into a room with a dead bear <laughs> and being yeah, these kids being that? instructed of how to pull the organs out of the bear properly. Again, this, all happening in a very bright, kind of beautiful space. <laughs> the be the idea of like being Christian in this moment and you are fully aware of all of this and can do nothing. And like you're just you, shoved oh, into a bear. You know what? So awful. I've heard, and I meant to read this, but I've heard that this scene in the script is even more horrifying because in, you know, the, the it's not called stage direction, but you know what I mean? That it's yeah. describing more of his thoughts and feelings oh. in this moment and the actual like what is happening to him. And yeah, so, and we don't get any of that. Um, for all we know, he's catatonic in there. Right. What? what I think he I does wonder... a good job of acting only with his eyes. He literally only has his eyes, but I feel like y- you are aware that he's that like terrified and in pain. Knows and... what's happening. Yeah. That's this part confuses me a little bit is like, did Pele know that she was going to become May Queen and then would choose Christian 
or I think it's a little bit of convenience of the script. Yeah, I think, and I think, um, I think that was probably the goal. Yeah, right. I think he hoped. Right. Right. That it's sort of like a sword in the stone situation where it's like I'll if, set up the pieces. If she were presented, if she's the true right fit, mm-hmm. she will kill Christian. You know, mm-hmm. 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 like that. That's what it takes for her to be truly one of them and sever her ties to her old life. And she does, and she and she does, him. and Christian gets put inside that bear. And we see the other bodies get carted in there too, uh-huh. and we don't know what happened to Connie. Um, but we see her. I think that is in or it's implied more in the director's cut. There's a scene by a lake mm. in the director's cut. I don't know if you remember Mm-mm. where they're like th- they're like going to throw somebody in the lake. Oh, yes, I do. remember. Um, it's actually it maybe the only scene that happens in darkness. There's the nightmare and then him sneaking in oh, to, right, okay. to take the photo. But it's super minimal dark scenes. Yeah, this, but I yeah, think, this if one, I remember correctly, the scene happens in darkness. Yes, I think but, you're right. Um, I think the implication then is that um, they drowned Connie because she looks really okay. waterlogged when yes. her corpse is, is brought in. Yep. Um, but no, we don't ever see it happen. Wait, what happened what to Josh? We oh. saw his legs sticking out oh, of a garden at one point. We forgot point. to mention that, yes, that when... Um, when Christian is running naked and freaking out, he sees Josh's legs Leg sticking, sticking up out of the ground, which is just must be part of the ritual, I suppose, because yeah. we saw him get bonked in the head. Bonked. He got a bad bonk. Must got have a really him. bad bonk. Yeah, that must have killed him. That <laughs> yeah. groaning didn't sound like a live groaning. But so then, what, do you think that was his whole body buried underground or with just, just one leg? leg sticky, so- or did they dismember him? I can't remember now when we see his body at the end oh. if it is uh, oh. all together. I don't know. I don't remember what his I body looked like at the end. I can't recall. But it's. I feel like, yeah, they've each died from some... Some terrible way. Right. And yeah. they've honored the older people who've died. They have like beautiful little headdresses on. Mm-hmm. Mark has his dunce hat on. Connie's mm-hmm. just kind of like, they're all like little scarecrows. Yeah, I think the old people, it's like two, uh, like art they're pieces almost dolls. about them. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, their faces got smashed. And right, they got, right. yeah, they got burned, I think. They're yeah. into ash. But right. yeah, there was no face left on them. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so in the director's cut, what was the main thing that... It's that scene at nighttime, and I think it involves a bigger fight between Danny and Christian Christian that just hammers home even more... that they're not right for each other. <laughs> and I yeah, that they're not right for each other and and that I think maybe not between them, but that it makes it a little clearer that he is uh, interested in maya is that also part of it maybe not directly to her but maybe he's talking to someone else being like oh the redhead girl Mm. like really likes me but i think the the fight is the main thing where yeah and i remember reading that ari aster was he said that if you had told me in the beginning that we would end up cutting this scene i would say are you insane that's like the scene I think it's the it's a scene in which Danny stands up for herself more than okay than ever before, right? She which is actually f- unnecessary because yeah, that makes the end less powerful. Yeah, I think she she fights back a bit more than um than usual. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So then they all burn. Yeah, they give the two um, sacrifices, the willing sacrifices, the. Uh, 
you tree and they say, take this, feel no pain, feel no, pain, feel no fear. Doesn't um, really work for one of them. Does not does work. Does not work. Uh, which, who's I, was I talking about this with you or Joel of like, is it, like, did it just not work? Or I think it, the whole point is like, it's so that they don't freak out until it's right, the point right. of no return. Oh, like, I don't think it ever works. I think it's about like, be calm before this happens. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. Because there's no, no one magic. would ever be able to tell them that it didn't work because they're dead. Right. right and right. 90, every 90 years, yeah. the word's not going to be getting around. Exactly. <laughs> I bet you're right. Although yeah. Ingmar didn't, it didn't scream, I think. It was only the other guy who screamed. But maybe that's because he'll whatever. That's just all we matter. see. Maybe he got um was un- unconscious unconscious from the fumes. That's possible too. So then the whole community starts screaming and crying. Yes, in response. they're sharing once again, sharing his pain. Mm-hmm. And this is where Danny is wearing her huge goddamn so it flower starts gown. with her before he starts screaming danny i think is screaming because she's so distraught i mean it's pretty intense probably watching your boyfriend be burned alive in a bear oh suit oh my god so she's dry heaving and again has been so used to grieving solo and having you know nobody um feeling her pain and then the guy starts screaming and then everyone starts screaming and now everyone is looking like her, you know, in complete agony. And she has that moment of just stopping and noticing that, oh, my gosh, like everyone is mm-hmm. feeling the same thing. It's such a yeah, um, shared experience, shared experience. So and she has her beautiful, yes. perfect final shot of just slowly smiling and it's a very like childlike smile mm-hmm. it's a very like i'm having fun kind of smile and that's the end and that's the and end. that's like roll credits happy music yeah what okay what happens to danny after this what is her life like does she make yeah, a lot of babies she stays? with Pele? i think she stays for sure i think she definitely stays how do yeah. you go back because also she's so miserable in the real world and so lonely yeah, yeah. no no she's um, staying and now she has a new family and a community and like don't you feel like her and Pele are like making babies I think probably yeah, yeah. Like I could, you could and only then having, having other people raise them yep. <laughs> sounds like a great situation and then just looming all day doing the looms yeah doing the looms and um, passing off her May Queen crown next year to someone else. And yeah, since it happens every 90 years, she never has to go through that shit again. She just has to jump off of a cliff when she's 72. She could do it. It's not so bad, huh? Yeah. And you have to watch people jump off a cliff every year. That's kind of hard, too. Yeah. And somebody has to be ready with the mallet. Yeah, I don't love that. But And the, the, the group seems pretty comfortable with violence in a way that they definitely do makes me a little nervous about no I violence don't know. Happening. i trust them i trust them i think it's reserved <laughs> for specific circumstances it's a 90 every 90 year purge mm-hmm. i don't know man i feel like there would be more people questioning it if it wasn't kind of a ingrained in another way yeah but um yeah don't don't you like i want a midsummer too Danny's life post all of this and it's like a rom-com Danny and Pele (laughs) it would be really funny to just start making rom-coms like sequels of horror movies that are rom-coms 
and that's just you what do you it. do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Our next venture. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you guys are so brave now. We're pretty brave. Just the two bravest women wa- in the world. I don't want to watch a lot of horror movies, though. To be clear, yeah. I would. I was happy to watch this. I would watch Babadook, which I have never seen. Well, see, I don't know if I would watch Babadook. I, I would watch scary. Babadook. I would. I would be curious to see that. Um, what else would I watch? Part of me, even though I don't think I could watch it, part of me is curious about Mandy. <laughs> Just I actually would watch Mandy. Visually, I'm curious. It is fucking great. Mm-hmm. What are other ones? I don't think I really want to. I've watched kind of watched Hereditary. I don't. Think I, I don't really, want to watch Hereditary. I don't think I really want to watch that either. Yeah, I mean, I think Hereditary is much scarier. I had been planning to watch uh, Event Horizon with some Oh, friends. that's a real turnaround. Uh, well, it was not my plan. It was their plan. Okay, and that makes I was more willing. Sense. It was a birthday and I was willing to go along with it. And at the very last minute, they were like, or we could watch... And you're like, too. you're like, say anything like, yeah. else, say any other movie, <laughs> literally say anything any else. Other movie. So I didn't have to because I don't ever want to watch that one either. No, thanks. Yeah, that's a tough one for sure. Some really horrifying imagery. No, thank you. That's really sticks with you. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. That's not for me either. All right. We don't ever have to watch anything we don't want Mm-mm, to. Because we have Sammy. And we have Sammy. Thank God. Four more years. Four, Four more years. years. <laughs> Four more years. It's time it's to pot and, and pans for podcasters. <laughs> Our new rolls off the tongue. Slogan. <laughs> oh my wow. god! I love you guys so much. I love you guys. Love so you guys much. so much. Thanks what for a, hanging out with what me. What a wonderful four years it has been. Mm-hmm. Our biggest growth spurt. Our, Our biggest first growth. presidential term. Us complete. and Will Poulter just growing. So much growth for us in the finger area. <laughs> um. Yeah. Four more years. Can't wait to do this. Till, four more years till we die. Love you so much. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do a little Swedish accent. I can't do one. Mm. Um, I was trying in the car. <laughs> um, I could do a really bad can, wrong one. I can I mean, mimic mimic things. What, what does, what he, does say? he say? I can't do, do you one. Feel I was most excited for you to come. No, I can't do it. I couldn't even try. I do, it's one that really does not come easy to me, so it's going to sound not right. I was kind of mixing it up with um, Dutch and Speak No Evil, too. Um, they sound similar. So, um, does he feel like home to you? <laughs> mm, what a beautiful, beautiful line. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. It's like subtle, but I, I, I like I hearing it, it, though. I got it. That's not... It's not Goodbye. correct. It, it's Goodbye. Sure. Goodbye. Goodbye. Skål. 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 <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what, we will see you right here next week for another episode. We love you so much. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>